Hello and welcome to another episode of Growth. I'm your host, Matt Pilati, and I am really excited today to have Darius Contractor joining us. And we are going to talk about a system that he built that we wound up adopting at Drift, and it did wonders for us. Darius, thank you so much for joining us. Would you like to give a quick introduction on yourself? Sure. Thanks for having me, Matt. So my background's in growth. I got a CS undergrad and was a programmer to start. And I started at Tickle.com, which is a big growth shop back in the early days of the internet with viral tests and quizzes. Got into social networking as VP engineering at Bebo.com. Did some investment for, for a while. And then most recently, I was at Dropbox as a growth engineering leader, as well as a growth product leader. And then most recently, I've joined Facebook as head of growth of Facebook Messenger. Very cool. It is a, an amazing background. And it was at Dropbox that you developed this specific system that you call Evelyn. What is Evelyn? Yeah, that's right, Matt. So Evelyn is a tool that stands for Experiment Velocity Engine, Lifting Your Numbers. The idea is it's pretty much a experiment tracker and organizing tool that allows you to put in all your experiments, prioritize them well, track them from specking, designing, building, and completion, and also see how you did, like opportunity sizing on the way in, look at the results on the way out, and overall give you a set of processes and a storage source of truth for your experiments that I think can really help a team accelerate how they build and build the right experiments, getting you to more growth wins faster. Got it. And for us, I would agree with basically all of that. It, it really helped level us up. And one of the things that it did too was it moved us from debating emotions of like, we think that this thing is more important to do next and, and talking at that level, but instead moving us to the level of discussing the underlying assumptions and the actual data around those things, right? You're debating data instead of what things should we do next. That's part of the idea. I think one thing I saw at Dropbox is a lot of really smart people build a lot of things, but not always utilizing all their genius and not always being able to share their insights with one another as they prioritize experiments and build experiments. I think you're right. One of the things that Evelyn does is it allows people to put in more specifically how much they think the impact is. First with t-shirt sizing, where you say small, medium, large, and then t-shirt sizing the engineering costs. So it's kind of small, medium, large effort. And even with that first, first round of it, you can start having conversations like, oh, I thought this would be easy. No, it's not that easy because of this thing. Oh, I get it now. And that can help make more specific some of the discussions as to what is worthwhile to do next versus just saying, I think this is a good idea. No, I think this is a good idea. Got it. And this was used, presuming still is, uh, being used across how many different growth squads were there at Dropbox? So when I left, I think there was over 20 different teams working on growth with different roadmaps, different surface areas, and in some cases, different metrics. And that was a lot of complexity. Part of the reason we built this is just to keep track of all the growth happening. I think you don't need all the, all the power of Evelyn you know, if you just have a small growth team, but I think some of the prioritization and some of the source of truth tracking can be valuable for any size team. Got it. And can you walk through like the rough process of the day-to-day type use of Evelyn? And then I want to talk about uh, the outputs that you get with it. For sure. There's a few macro steps. First, putting in your experiment, then prioritizing it, building the best experiments, and then looking at how you did. And so one thing I like about having a central place that's as powerful as Evelyn, Evelyn is built on top of Airtable. And so it's kind of a general case database system. And one of the nice things about having that powerful of a system supporting Evelyn is that anyone can fill out the experiment form and submit an experiment. 
And so you have this nice long list of experiments, hopefully, that allows you to pick you know, from a good selection of options. Once you have that list, you go in and t-shirt size them. So impact and effort, small, medium, large. Then the system automatically gives you a t-shirt score, which prioritizes the ones that are high impact, low effort. And then with the highest t-shirt scores, what I encourage people to do next is put an opportunity size. So that's actually more of a deep dive as to for my metric, either like ARR, like amount of money you're going to make, or number of users, or conversion rate, whatever metric you're trying to optimize for, going in and piece by piece with the UI saying, okay, we're going to add this button here. How many people are going to see the button? What's a regional conversion rate, reasonable conversion rate for them to click on the button? And then how many people are realistically going to convert after they click on the button on the next page? And if you put all those numbers together, what opportunity size do you come out with? So for the number of people who will see and use this experience, how much can we really believe it's going to move this metric? So you might do all of that for one experiment and say, hey, I really believe this can move revenue by a million dollars a year. That's great. And this other one that I thought was a really good experiment can probably only move revenue by 300K. And that's based on like how it integrates with the site and what reasonable conversion rates we can guess. Now, some of that's finger in the air. You're not going to have exact numbers for all these conversion rates and everything, but it does inspire the team to go deep on the data, take as ma- find as many numbers as they can on the existing site. You can at least find the number of people who are viewing your start page, so to speak. And then also over time, build better and better gut feels as to how people go through your site. So your guess might be that 20% of people are going to click the button the first time. Well, you build and launch it and you see that 5% of people click the button. And you're like, okay, next time I do one of these experiments, I'm going to assume that 5% of people are going to click this button. Opportunity sizing can be very hard to do accurately. And that's part of the reason a lot of teams, even great growth teams, don't go deep on opportunity sizing because they feel like it's too much of a tax to getting something out the door. But what I've learned over my years doing it is that while it is a bit of a tax up front, it gets much easier over time. If you put in 10 units of effort to opportunity size the first, first project, it ends up being three units for the second project and then two units for all following projects. Because it turns out that eight of the things you did for the first project are just the same for all the projects. Mm-hmm. It's the same surface. It's the same conversion rate. It's the same data pool. And so it ends up that you just get really good at it really fast. Like you surprise yourself by how easy. And then it honestly becomes like flossing. Like the first few times you floss, you're like, this is annoying. <laughs> yeah. When you don't floss, you're like, I feel dirty. Like <laughs> I need to go floss. You know, like yeah. why are we running experiments that we don't have opportunity sizes for? Like eventually your team will be saying this. Yeah. It's funny because we, so we picked it up and we hadn't actually like seen your Evelyn system, the, the template of it and around the, the opportunity sizing stuff. So we, we, we picked that up as well and we backed into it a, a little bit differently, which I don't know if it's, it's better or not. Uh, I think it's just a different way to think about it is we figured out the unit economics for each of our levers. So we figured out that like an active user is worth a dollar, a sign up on this part of the website is worth 25 cents. And then our, our opportunity sizes were how much do we think we can move that number? And then it would, our Airtable setup basically multiplies out what is the revenue output of that. So it's, it's kind of funny how we did it in a vacuum. And uh, I, I don't know, we, we definitely have to play around with the, the way that you have set it up. I think that makes total sense. I mean, really what it comes down to is making your best possible guess for every experiment of how much it's going to realistically affect your target mark, your target metrics. And it sounds like you did that, that exact thing. And it sounds like you went pretty deep on the data and got a good understanding of for each different entry point, what's the, what's the final value in revenue of that entry point. And I think having those numbers that you can multiply through, while never perfect, are 
are enough that you can get some really good balancing between the different parts of the site. And so what, what are some of the results of actually doing that for your team once you got the whole system set up? Once we had the whole system going, it, it was really cool because it allowed us to, one, really clearly align ourselves with the rest of the business, which was around revenue. So the rest of the business is focused on our revenue. And instead of us saying, having our own language of, oh yeah, we can get this many more PQLs and whatnot, we could speak in the same language as the rest of the company. So that was really helpful. It also really easily like automatically prioritized the stuff for us. So it, it helped us move faster and get more experiments out. And then the other part, which I would say we certainly haven't perfected yet, uh, and I'd love if you expand on this for how it worked for your Dropbox, is it became this tool that I can go show to the executives or other leaders across the company, and they can look at it and say, oh, the growth team has $500,000 in potential ARR in experiments being built right now. So that's one of my favorite things about the tool is that you can get a growth pipeline for each of your metrics. So effectively what this does, it says you make a view in Airtable that says, show me all the experiments that are like ideas to, you know, wrapping up and, um, or all the experiments actually from idea to complete for this given metric, say ARR. And then what you can do is you can, you can sum up the opportunity size in each bucket. So for your ideas, you might not have opportunity size yet because you haven't sized them yet, but at least you have a count of ideas. You can say, okay, we have 16 ideas. And for my sized ideas, we haven't started any work on it. We haven't specced it or designed it but we have opportunity sized it. And if you sum those up, we have, like you said, like 500K in opportunity size in that bucket. And then you can look at running. How much do we have running? How much do we have concluding? How much are we in like decision for launch? And then how much has been completed? And for the completed ones, you can look at your opportunity size versus the actual results. And one of the fields we haven't talked about yet is confidence. So you'll opportunity size something and it'll also have a confidence. So for instance, if you're taking language that worked in an email, and moving it to a payment page that's very well understood, you might have high confidence for your opportunity size for that experiment, like say 70%. You're like, I'm pretty sure I know what's going to happen. This is probably going to work. Whereas with a new surface and a new kind of change, you might have very low confidence, like 10 or 20%. And the idea is that if you multiply your opportunity size by your confidence, it actually equals your result. And that's not going to happen your first quarter or your second quarter. But as you get more into it, I'd say within a few quarters, you accelerate into an intuitive understanding of what's possible and the metrics of your site such that you can more and more accurately plan. And then the other parts of your business are really going to be excited. They're like, hey, we're looking at optimizing revenue and you have put together this pipeline that you understand that when you say you're going to deliver X, you deliver it within 20%. And that's fantastic and great for our business. Yeah. And it gives you such a good foundation for adding additional teams. You have all this stuff documented. That, that's been one of the other things that's worked really well for us is it, it took a lot of effort to get the team in the swing of this, but we, we really got in the habit of properly documenting back. Like we ran this experiment and the control did this, the variant did this, the uplift was 12%. And now we have this list of things that we could just search to say, yeah, for all the things that we experimented on powered by, uh, what were those? And anyone at the company can go look at that. So there was a team working on a redesign of the chat widget and we had run a bunch of experiments there and they reached out to us and I just like gave them a link to the experiment results. It, it was just such an easier process. Yeah, having that shared all of view is really valuable and being able to cut it by a search or cut it by a team or cut it by completed. One of the reasons I put the Evelyn together is I saw some of the people on our team spend all this time each week preparing for the weekly update meeting. And they'd often copy all the experiments to like a new document, which is the weekly update document, and then put in like the current status of them 
and they'd have to copy it over from different subsystems. And then um, they'd have to put up together a different view for the quarterly update. It was like, what's, what's everything you did this quarter? And so they had to go back to the weeklies and assemble it. And I was just like, this is silly. Like there, there's only one of these experiments. And so one thing I love about the system is that once you put in the experiment name, you say, hey, you know, update CTA, you know, copy, you know, V3. That ex- you just type that in once. And then you just have different views where you look at the data different ways. You can just pull it up in a meeting, scroll through it. Like clicking a link and scrolling, I think, is the threshold of effort for sharing what you're working on with your manager. Yeah, if I were to guess, there's probably some people listening that are saying, oh, well, Dropbox had 20 squads and that's that's a lot. And of course, they need a big system. My team, my growth team is only three people. Like, is it really a good investment for me to make in getting set up with this kind of system or our, you know, random to-do list process works fine? Like, is it something that any group of any team could pick up? I think with any growth team, maybe more than one person you should have more than 20 experiments you're looking to potentially run. Like you should have more than 20 experiment ideas because you shouldn't be running all your ideas because that means you're not coming up with enough. And so if you have more than one person doing growth, I think you can benefit from some systemization of your process. And I think Evelyn, it's got a lot of fields and a lot of options, but you don't have to use all of them. The only ones you really need are putting in the name, t-shirt sizing, opportunities cost, and then the status. Like, are we specking this? Are we designing this? Is this running on prod? Mm And if you simply use those fields, that'll give you a basic experiment pipeline and a look forward list of experiments and sizes that you can use to help plan out your growth team. The other advantage of Evelyn is that this experiment pipeline allows you to dive in and see some issues and address them. For instance, if you have a lot of value opportunity sized, but you're not executing it, that's a great argument for getting more engineers on the project. Mm -hmm. You can kind of go to your engineering lead and say, hey, I've got all these projects with all this value likely to hit if I can just get it out the door give me some more engineers. Or you can see that, hey, we're running all these experiments and they're all falling flat. Like a lot of these experiments aren't working. And so for the ones that are working, why did they work and how we can use that knowledge to influence how we prioritize experiments and maybe update how we do opportunity sizing because our current way isn't working very well. It can also help you see what services are working and which ones aren't. It's also frankly good for management. One really interesting thing I heard from one partner was that they incentivize the engineers to get as much opportunity sizing as possible and then the engineers were pushing the product people for the maximum, the maximum opportunity size. And so you have this kind of back pressure through the system, like sucking out the value with every person on the team, not just leadership. That is awesome. Are there any other parts of this that you feel like we haven't covered? Or I think that's that in a nutshell. I think you can probably put in the, in the show links the URL where you can download the default template. It's yes. just bit.ly slash Evelyn dash Airtable. That's Evelyn, the woman's name, like dash hyphen Airtable. Yeah, and we'll add it in there. It's really easy to just like clone and and go from there. Darius, thank you so much for joining us. Really do appreciate it. And for all of you listening, if you love the episode, feel free to give five stars. If you got any feedback, any questions, suggestions, topics, whatever it might be, my email is mattatrift.com. Thank you again, Darius, and we'll catch you all in the next episode.